superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives, too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hertz hitting it and Lamar hitting it and Justin Herbert hitting it. None of them have as many guaranteed dollars in their contracts as Deshaun Watson has. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Mike Hill. Today's guests, Fox Sports College football analyst Brady Quinn. Former heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder. Comedian Tony Rock. And now sitting in for Rich, it's Mike Hill. Yes, sir. That's how we do on this Friday. Mike Hill in for the great Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel and on Sirius XM. What's up, everybody? This is the fun Friday edition of the show. This is the Freestyle Friday, or should I say... The sneaker drop Friday. Yeah. Because around here, the fellas are online already trying to get the latest kicks. What's up, Chris Brockman? How you doing, oh, my man, brother? man, I got a clean shirt on. I'm ready to go. What's you, up, Mike? You're looking fresh, my oh. brother, man. Do you shave your own head? I or, do. Yeah. Every single day. Is that right? <laughs> every, every single day? Every single day. How do you, how do you avoid the bumps? Uh, I use, see, I do a, I do a little uh, really close shave buzzer, so I don't razor shave. Okay. It I, looks good. I buzz shave, so I got a little bit of stubble and then clean all over. There, there's nothing like when people shave their heads and they get the bumps and it's just look, ah, it looks a little gnarly, man. You, a little you, sloppy. Yeah, man. Yeah, we should like Rich should work on getting you like an endorsement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Can we work on that? Can we? Let's can go. we do? Yeah, people, let's, I'm let's open work for on business. that. All right. Uh, what kind of kicks you got on today, bro? I got the Jordan 1 Golf today. Jordan 1 Golf. I uh, see this is what we like to do around here. We like to look at the shoes here, man, because my, um, they are My they, legs are really tan. You just you guys just put me up on this app. I don't know if I can say the app's name, but <laughs> I, I like the app and I'm I'm already signed up because I'm like I'm not a sneakerhead <laughs> oh per se, but I just like good oh, shoes. You're about you can to say it. it. You can say it. Del Tufo. I'm gonna let Robert Saw speak for me today. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> you ain't That's got no line of the day. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping, boy. That's why we love diversity on the coaching sidelines right now. <laughs> you can't see Bill Belichick saying, no. if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping, right? <laughs> Robert Sala, we're gonna get into that, man. I love that, man. The Jets and the Broncos. That's gonna be an interesting week five matchup this season because of everything that went down with Sean Payton, what he had to say yesterday. How you doing, my man? I am doing very well, Mike. It's good to have you back, my brother. Man, always good to see you, too. I should ask if you, you know, are you a sneakerhead, too? You I'm wearing Hokus. I'm an old guy. I gotta wear the old guy shoes. You and said, there's the old guy. Mike, Hoka. What the hell Hoka. I know, Hoka. Hoka. I meant Hokus. I meant Hokus. You said Hoka? I said Hokus. Mike, you got the Hokus? I, 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 I was thinking of Hookah bar. I'm, I'm almost curious. afraid you said Hokus. I didn't know where. got no you ain't popping. You ain't popping. I ain't gonna hate on you though, bro. I ain't gonna hate on. And then all of a sudden, my man over here, the man, the myth, the legend, the candle man. TJ, what's up, brother? You know, it's Friday. I feel good. It's good to see you. It's good to see my boys. I'm happy today, man. Let's Mellow, man. 11s? 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 You got a pair of, you know, the cherry red 11s. Oh, yeah, man. They just look yeah. fresh and clean right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. See, I know. The, I got I some 11s, like, too. Oh, these are lovely. Those are dope. Matches your oh, headband and everything, yes. bro. Looks good. What kind of candle you got over there today? Trust me, I'm taking it off when I leave because I'll be driving through parts of town that I'm not sure if the red is. Oh, Keep it neutral. Keep it neutral. You know what's the good rhymes? Yeah, like man. You're said. a good brother, man. You're a good brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't be gangster if you got your candles Straight burning around, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Monaco to El Segundo, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, it's so good to be here with you guys as always, man. Always love sitting in this seat here for Rich Eyes, man. Thank you for the opportunities as always. Two Fridays in a row, and uh, wow. you know we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the big fight that's going on this weekend in yeah. Vegas, and yeah. we have a big fight. It's a big fight. Big Usually pill, when you say baby. fight, an event, you're going to, when, when, when somebody comes up to you and say, you're going to watch the fight 
and people know what you're talking about, you know how big the fight is, especially if it's not boxing fans who are asking you yeah. if you're going to watch the fight somewhere. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk to Deontay Wilder uh, coming up in the next hour. Bomb squad. We're going to talk Shohei Otani <laughs> in just a second. But I, Joe Burrow, man. man. Hey, how people Yo. in Cincinnati. Ooh. I just happened to be watching uh, Sports Center yesterday. And all of a sudden, uh, Adam Schefter comes on, blah, 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 breaking news. And then you see the injury, you see him hopping off. And I'm a person who has had two Achilles tears. Oh, damn. Right? Really? And so, yeah, two. two. Same, same Achilles? No, but different two. one. Both both legs. Oh, <laughs> both brutal. legs. Man. Yeah, I had two surgeries on my left uh, because I got infected the first time. And then the, the, the second one happened four years after the first, you know, and they, and they say that usually happens sometimes because you over adjust sometimes mm-hmm. and you put a lot of sh- stress on it. So I thought first thing I'm like, Oh, when you hop like that, can't put any pressure on it, yeah. whatever I thought. Luckily it's just a calf strain and he'll be able to play. It looks like at the beginning of the season, here's uh, Zach Taylor talking about it. Just saw his calf, you know, it was 10 minutes ago. So we don't have any more information on that. Was there any issue before coming into today for, for him to wear that? I mean, I think a lot of guys after the first day had some soreness, and that's it. But um, I know over the course of practice, it's over. Message to the team, Zach. After something like that happens, obviously the team. Message. This is football. Guys go down with an injury that maybe is a day thing. Who knows? Um, so we, we don't we don't message the team after every single person goes down. There's, there's a lot of guys that had soreness today. Um, that, had, that reps cut down a little bit. So that's just part of playing football and training. See, I like that's coach speak right there. <laughs> guys go down with injuries. There are a lot of guys. These guys ain't Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow goes out with an injury. That's Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Yep. Top of the list. Top of the list right now. I, 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 I know the quarterback in L.A. got the contract, and, and, and he's doing his thing. He's uh, up and coming. But when it comes to the top two quarterbacks right now in the National Football League, is there a one and one A, or is it a one and two? Oh, they that's funny. Got to be the top two. That's funny. Yesterday with Kirk Morrison, we had the same kind of conversation. Patrick Mahomes, I think we can all agree, is number one. Yes. Yeah. We were saying, who's now number two? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Justin Herbert? Just signed. Justin Herbert signed. The Doesn't biggest have deal. the resume. Definitely has the skill set. Right. Is it Lamar with the MVP? Mm. Is he back healthy? Mm. Is it? Mm. I don't know. X Y Z quarterbacks. All top five quarterbacks. Your boy Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Kirk, we'll talk about Kirk Cousins. Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cousins overall is not a top five quarterback, top ten quarterback. Although I did say last week when I hosted this show that Kirk Cousins, because of what I saw in that documentary, which is well done, we'll talk about that as well, uh, that Kirk Cousins will finish top three. Did I say top three or top five in the MVP race this year? Yeah, I think he well, anointed him. Yeah, yeah, it was it, more than that. You said that the Vikings. I said the Vikings were going to win the NFC this yeah, year. And right. I did say that, and, and I, I got a lot got of, a lot of people Twitter. in their feelings, let, let, man. Let, let, them, let, them, let them come. I don't give a damn. Yeah, they did, Mike. They I don't care. care. <laughs> let them come. I ain't afraid. Skull. That's all. Yeah, let's do like, it. Like let Bernie said, I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. For real, I'm only scared of my ex-wives. That's all alimony payments. That's the only thing I'm scared of, bro. I ain't even got to pay for child support no more because they owe. You know what I mean? So I don't worry about that College type of grads, stuff. man. So here's the thing. When you look at what Joe Burrow has been able to do for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. And the value that he brings to that football team. There is a, and what he's done against Patrick Mahomes. That's the thing. I mean, I know he lost last year in the playoffs, but he was undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. They were calling Arrowhead. What were they calling Arrowhead? Burrowhead. Burrowhead, baby. (laughs) I mean, so Cincinnati, and and you're talking about Cincinnati being a contender every single season. And guess what? He's been doing it since his last year at LSU. Came in, he got injured his first year in in pro football in the NFL, and then he's been exceptional ever since. So when he comes, I love Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. Josh Allen still makes mistakes. And guess what? If Joe Burrow had a semblance of a great offensive line, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that Super Bowl might have been different. I I, I might be saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes can do it from everywhere. You know, all angles, Mm -hmm. great quarterback, run. You know, he just arm angles and everything. He's magical with that football. Don't get me wrong. He's a surgeon. But with Joe Burrow at that quarterback position, man, I just feel like when they're when it comes to the NFL hierarchy of NFL quarterbacks, there is Patrick Mahomes, who's still number one. Got to give respect to the MVP, a two what two time MVP now, 
Two-time. Two-time MVP. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Two-time champ. Three times being in the Super Bowl. There's nobody better than Patrick Mahomes right now. But Joe Burrow is a close second, if not 1A. So with him going down, that was a huge scare for Cincinnati. So hopefully he'll be able to get back on the field soon. Talking about value in baseball, (laughs) there is nobody, I'm sorry, more valuable in the game of baseball, maybe in all of sports right now, than Shohei Otani. I mean, this guy, I thought he had a phenomenal season last year. I'm a Yankees fan, I can admit. Aaron Judge, I thought, was the MVP. I still feel that, even though I, you're, you're a Red Sox guy. You hate the Yankees. Hate the Yankees. Aaron Judge, was he the MVP last year? 100%. Okay. Aaron, people forget, Aaron Judge was vying for the Triple Crown until the last couple of weeks of the season. And, and broke the AL home run record. I mean, that was a magical season that he had. This season, and Shohei Otani had a great season last year, and is having another phenomenal season this year. But this season, there is nobody that's even close in the game of baseball that's better than Shohei Otani. What this man did yesterday, oh my God. I mean, like... <laughs> He's been doing it all season long, but I was only thing that surprised me is that it was his first ever complete game shutout. That's the only thing that could surprise one hitter in the first game of a double a double header, and then in the second game, like I don't need to pitch. I'm gonna be the H. I'm gonna hit home run 37 and 38 on the season. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. That's what I do. Man, he, the Angels went in. They said they took him off the trade market or whatever. They're going to keep him for the rest of the season, see what happens, making a run for the playoffs. They've won eight of their last nine games, four in a row. It's mainly because of this guy and because they know sooner or later they're going to get their big bopper back. Mike Trout's going to come back, right? And hopefully they can make a run. Giolito, they just got from the White Sox. So they're all in on this season. But at the end of this season, man – can, can, you got you got a, a, a you got some a beep you got a beep you got a, you got a, a, a truck some backing up. Nah, I wish uh, I, I didn't. Man, I, I, uh, give, give me a cha-ching. I told you it's an eighteen wheeler, Mike. Uh, there is uh, no cha-ching. sound. Yeah, I, I, I this isn't going to be a regular beep. Bank receipt. There is no <laughs> bank on earth that has enough money <laughs> to be able to pay Shohei Otani what he's worth. I mean, they, the Saudi Arabia have a <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Let's not say there's no bank. Yeah, I say, yeah well, no bank. I should say on earth, maybe in the United States. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, because if Saudi Arabia had baseball, look, you're talking about billion-dollar players. This is a billion-dollar oh, yeah. player. Yeah. Yep. And he's, what, 29 years old? 29. 29 years old. This guy is phenomenal. And they're in the race right now uh, for the wild card. It would be a shame, though, and I said this, I believe, last week, that if Shohei Ohtani uh, plays there, this, this is sixth season, I believe, with the Angels now, sixth season, and they've never made the playoffs with him and Mike Trout, two generational talents, and the Angels could not get to the playoffs, so hopefully they'll make a push. But I got a question for you guys, because you know I'm a Yankees fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yankees, what, three, four games out of the wild card, Angels three games out of the wild card right now, you see the race right there, or oh, they're two and a half games back. And the Angels is three back. Who has a better chance of making it to the postseason? The Angels or the Yankees? Remember Ooh. Aaron Judge eventually is going to come back. Is he? We've My been hearing head, that for he, a month. Yeah, yeah I know. He's, he's, he's going to come back. He's, he's going to come back. back. They're going to make a push. And you know the Yankees are going to be buyers during the trade deadline. So they're going to get somebody. But Mike Trout is coming back. And once again, the Angels did pick up Giolito. Who do you guys think? Angels, Yankees. You put your money on I put my money on the Angels. Really? Yeah, the Yankees pitching doesn't do it for me, and they can't score any runs. I mean, I know a lot of that is because Judge is not in the lineup, but he's only one guy. If nobody's getting on base ahead of him or behind him to knock him in, is he going to account for five runs a game enough to win to win ball games down the stretch? What, 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 Angels have a really hard schedule. That's kind of the only thing that's right. uh, kind of in their in their face there. They, they've got you know twenty games, I think, against. Teams over 500 left, so t- tough, tough schedule. The, the fact that the Yankees can't put any runs on the board without Aaron Judge in the lineup is preposterous. It's almost like yeah. it's sad. It really Terrible. is for this organization, for what Brian Cashman has put together. I mean, they were a flawed team last year with Aaron Judge, and they basically brought back the same team this year. Right. Didn't make yes. it any better. I like Bader. I wish they would have re-signed Ben Attendee. 
because that at least would have somebody on base that can run the bases. The baseball has changed. It's not just about the home run. Get on base, move the runners, score runs. Let's put up crooked letters, crooked numbers, I should say, uh, each inning. And the Yankees rely too much on the home run. They rely too much on the home run, and that's why they strike out a lot. This is just a very flawed team. So when Judge comes back, yes, he does make a difference in the lineup because the team, I don't know, he energizes them. He does. That's why he is a one of those most valuable player candidates. That's why he won the MVP last year because he does energize his team. But once again, even in the playoffs when they made the postseason last year, they were a flawed team. You can see against Houston, they couldn't hit the ball. They couldn't hit the ball. They, they, they have not been able to hit all season long. But right now, it's about the Angels and Shohei Ohtani, man. And if they can make this push and they can get into the postseason, I believe the Angels will make maybe – they, they, maybe they won't be the team that offers him the most money, but I believe they'll offer him enough money. And they have shown him that they plan to be contenders mm-hmm. in the American League or at least – put people around him in Trout that they can be contenders and be perennial postseason contenders every year that it will keep him around. Because if they don't keep him around, it will be a damn shame. Yeah, so they've won eight of nine, and then coming up the rest of this month in August, they are at Toronto, at Atlanta, four for Seattle, at Houston, at Texas, three for Tampa. I mean – those are all playoff teams. Right, right. So we're going to find out how good they are in the next three, four weeks. Well, well we got to find out when Trout's coming back, too. That's the big thing. You know, he's got some – I don't even know if he's doing baseball activities right now, but when he comes back from the hand injury, that's that's going to be the big thing as well. You know, and uh, we'll see how Giolito uh, adjusts. I don't think he wanted to lead the White Sox, but he's now there. He's, well, he's a SoCal kid, so yeah. it helps to be back, you know, in the vicinity. Yep, that, that definitely helps uh, just to have that, that familiarity uh, there. I can't say that word, familiarity. Yeah, He's used to it. Uh, yeah, he likes that. He likes the surroundings. He likes it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he is. All right, uh, we got so much to get into uh, on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show on this fun Friday, this Freestyle Friday, Sneakerhead Friday. Uh, we will talk to uh, Brady Quinn. I like college football. Obviously, I do college football over at Fox uh, each and every Saturday. Got a chance to do Big Noon Kickoff. Uh, a couple of weeks uh, last year uh, doing the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I covered the uh, Baylor and the um, TCU game. Nice. And then I did the uh, Big Twelve, no, Big 10 championship game and the Pac-12 championship game. So I got a chance to spend a lot of time with my man Brady Quinn and Matt Leinard and uh, Urban Meyer over there. So looking forward to talking to Brady about uh, college football because that's about to heat up as well. Talk to him about the season and his foundation. That's coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Social. Stick around. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I did not approve this, but, uh, you know, that's that's part of me delegating to you, our social media grand maester. You put out on Instagram a photograph. It says breaking bears trading for Russell Wilson. And and what's today's date? What's today's date? It is April 1st, Rich. And that is what? It is April, April Fool's. Fool's Day. <laughs> so um, it's five minutes to air. And I, my phone's on the desk and it's buzzing. And yeah. and I, I, I see it is, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, uh, it's Jeff Garland. Is the caller there? Is the caller there on the rich? Yes. <laughs> Jeff from Chicago. <laughs> What's funny about it? Nothing's funny about it. Nothing is funny about it. Our friend Doug Robinson texts me. Yes. Capital left. Russell Wilson. 
He says, you know, Rich doesn't usually get the scoops. Adam Schefter <laughs> should be on this. Well, that should have made me suspicious. Yeah. But no, I have so much respect for the Rich Eisen show that I know that they have connections that nobody else has. That's true. Well, you know what, Rich? <laughs> I'm not going to swear. But I got to tell you, your little social media boy, he's going to get his. Oh, my God. <laughs> TJ, do you have anything to say to Jeff Garland? Yeah. Uh, happy April Day. <laughs> All right. Hey, TJ, you don't know what you've brought down on yourself. You don't even have a clue. I'm you ready know for the power it. that I have, I, especially in practical jokes. I'm going to nail you so hard. Pause. You know what? I hope you enjoy your testicles right now because they're going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I need them. Oh, my God. Jeff Garland getting a little spicy yeah. with uh, TJ on April Fool's Day for fooling him a couple of years ago, I guess. Well, last year, probably. Uh, two you know, years ago. Two years ago. He didn't that, want uh, some of the smoke. He wanted that, all the smoke. Yeah, he yeah, he wanted the all literally all yeah. the smoke. Yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, April, uh, I, April Fool's one year, I remember I was in New Orleans, and uh, I called an ex-girlfriend of mine who was, um, she was living in, in L.A. She was here. And I was like, hey, um, you know, got drunk last night. <laughs> And uh, got arrested and blah, 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 blah. It was just April Fool's, right? She said, I don't know how you're going to get out. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you want me to do about it. Joke's on you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> i like, we broke up. Yeah. <laughs> we broke up. You disloyal. Uh, welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We've been talking about uh, our NFL predictions, as y'all already said, a wild prediction about the Minnesota Vikings making it all the way to the Super Bowl this year for the fifth time ever. Uh, never won a Super Bowl. I said that um, Kirk Cousins was going to finish top three mm-hmm. <laughs> in the MVP yeah, race this yeah. year. This is all based off that quarterback documentary there. So I want you to call in 844-204-RICH because I'm getting hammered on social media <laughs> and YouTube for that. I like that. But once again, if what what, what did Robert Sala say? Oh, Del Tufo. Oh, Del Tufo. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. You ain't got no. (laughs) You ain't popping. That's okay. That's all right. It's Friday, baby. You know, we're getting ready for the weekend. Uh, So give us a call at 844-204-RICH, 844-204-RICH. Give us your outrageous NFL take going into this season. Uh, It is also uh, on the brink of college football season. And, of course, I I work over at uh, Fox Sports the last couple of seasons doing college football had the opportunity uh to fill in for rob stone on big noon kickoff this year they do an outstanding job big noon kickoff is doing his thing right now with uh matt leinert urban meyer uh now they got mark ingram in the mix and my man brady quinn who is a notre dame great good guy great father great all-around person he joins us right now on the rich eisen show what's up brady how you doing man good morning I'm doing well, Mike. Thanks for having me on, man. I was going to say that story you told about April Fool's, I thought you were calling up like an ex-girlfriend to kind of play like a joke on her, like you're getting back with her, and then you're saying, ah, ha, ha, dad, no chance. So went a little different direction than I thought you were going to take that one. Yeah, well, she's an ex now. She's an ex now. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Loyalty means, like, come on, you got to at least go get some bail money. Go get go into my bank account and get me some bail money. At least act like you're concerned about me being in jail or whatever. Of course, your wife would never do that to you, Brady, of course, right? You, you, but you would never be in trouble no, anyway. No, it, my, my wife would leave me in there because she'd be like, <laughs> yeah, whatever you did, you probably deserve it. So you can go ahead and hang out for a while and. I'll come. I'll come pick you up when you're ready. Look at that all American face. Look at that, Brady. You wouldn't survive in jail. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> Brady, Brady. Oh boy, never go to jail, Brady. Never go to jail. I'll just say that. All right. Uh, it's almost college football season, man. Uh, of course, uh, big noon kickoff is going to have a, a great slate of games. Once again, you guys going to be on a roll. What, what What are the weeks leading up to college football like for you, though? Um, I, mean, I think. I think right now, I mean, for me, it's. It, the unofficial start is actually always the media days, which the Big Ten just wrapped up uh, here the past few days. Um, but you, you really get a sense for what you know what the perception is of the conference, of the players, the coaches. 
how you think things are going to go. And then the games are played and, and you get to see the reality of it. And I think, you know, there's always things that stand out. You know, for example, I just came back from the Big Ten media days and, you know, you get Michigan, which, you know, has won the past two years. Mm-hmm. They beat Ohio State the past two years, you know, birthed into the college football playoff, yet they weren't the betting favorites. You know, they're tied with Ohio State. I mean, I'd take that as a sign of disrespect, yep. especially when you take into account Ohio State's got to break in a new quarterback. Really talented group, but, you know, they've had a hard time beating that team up north now for four years. People tend to forget they didn't play during the COVID year. Uh, and then the past two Michigans won. So it's been a while. And uh, if, if you're Michigan, like a little disrespectful. And obviously there's news about Jim Harbaugh and uh, some violations there. So he's going to miss the first four games of the season. Um, but, you know, things like that kind of stand out. And, and you have to remember, too, like last year, if you go to the Big 12, TCU is, I think, voted to finish seventh. Mm-hmm. And they ended up playing for the national championship. So you, you can't always buy into necessarily what the media thinks because there's always going to be some fun storylines once the season starts. Yeah, you know, the media don't know what the hell we're talking about sometimes. We just kind of guess out there, man. But yeah, like you was mentioning, man, I think it's really disrespectful for Michigan, especially after they rolled Ohio State at Ohio State last year and bringing back uh, uh, Blake Corum, uh, J.J. McCarthy. But you did mention uh, Jim Harbaugh facing that four-game suspension for uh, basically kind of lying to the man or not giving up all the information that the man wanted. And the man is the NCAA. How do you think that's going to affect the team early on, even though the schedule doesn't seem like they have a, a tough matchup in those first four games. Yeah, they've got three soft non-conference games. No disrespect to those teams they play, but Michigan's on a different level right now. Then they have to play Rutgers, Big Ten play, which Greg has helped make that team more competitive, but they're not quite there yet. So if you're going to miss four games in the season, these are the four to miss. And actually, you know, the suspension allows Jim Harbaugh to be there all week. He just can't be there during game day. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had a young team that was inexperienced or maybe breaking a new quarterback, that would be a concern. But that's not the case with this group, right? J.J. McCarthy returns. You mentioned Blake Corum. Edwards obviously in the backfield. You know, their offensive line won the Joe Moore Award again for the best offensive line in college football. They're all back. 7-11 starters on defense, led by Junior Colson. So, this is a very experienced upperclassman group. And, you know, as far as the staff goes, too, that's intact as well. Not, not a lot of sweeping changes there. So they're prepared to basically handle this. And I actually think this could be one of those things that's like a galvanizing opportunity for the players to kind of rally around one another and, and, and take over control and really responsibility for this team for this year and, and in the locker room without Jim Harbaugh being there on game day. Yeah, and Coram kind of alluded to uh, that that it might rally the team and bring them a little bit closer together without their coach being there. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Big Noon Kickoff is going to have a lot of uh, – uh, games uh, featuring Michigan. Uh, of course, the Michigan-Ohio State game is always a big game. Uh, look, man, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been doing this for 28 years, and being on the road with you guys, that was maybe top five of the most fun I've ever had uh, being a part of any type of coverage, man. You guys have a, a a great crew. You do a great job over there, man. How fun is it for you? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, I think, look, I love the game of football. Uh, I've been so blessed to be able to play it for starters and, and the places that I've been, the people that I've met through it, and then just the fact of being able to cover it, it. It's fun. And I think what we try to do or attempt to do is basically have a party and celebrate the game, celebrate the players, their stories, the coaches, and everything around it. I mean, that's really the goal of it. You know, you think about tailgating. I mean, call what you want. It's just a party before the game, right? And yeah. it's a party, hopefully, after the game if things go well. Uh, if your team wins. And, and that's really what we're looking to do is, is try to bring everyone in and be a part of the party along with telling those stories and trying to educate some people on some football and, and have some fun. So it's it's been a blast. Um, you know, we, we, we get the chance to kind of branch out, see different campuses. I always tell people, I'm like, I, I don't know why people don't ask more like, hey, my kids are looking at going to school. Like, what do you think? Because, like, we go everywhere. Like, yep. we see these campuses. Like, we've got in-depth knowledge at this point of, like, Hey, like I've got young kids, so they're not there yet. But I can tell you, like my opinions on different places where the kids should be going to school, because there's some there's some wonderful places out there, and there's some places you're kind of like, ah, oh, you might want to be might want to be aware of this if you're going to go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And you guys have a great time once again. And I'm looking forward to the coverage again this season. Mark Ingram uh, stepping into the mix as well this year. Speaking of going somewhere, Notre Dame. See where they go. Uh, second season under Marcus Freeman. Uh, got off to that slow start last year. 0-2. Did finish strong. Uh, added Sam Hartman. Now he's running the show. Coming over from Wake Forest. What's your expectations for your Irish this year? 
Yeah, well, anytime you've got a guy who's, I think, what the all-time you know leading passer in ACC history coming in for a sixth year, you've got high aspirations at Notre Dame. And Sam is a very mature, uh, very productive, smart player, tough player. That always was the thing that stood out to me watching him on tape. Uh, is, is he'll stand in that pocket and he'll deliver a throw and he'll take a shot after doing it. So um, he's very well you know, suited to take over a role where he's going to be on a national prominence, and especially with their schedule, right? you got to play USC, OSU, and Clemson this year. Those are three big dogs. I mean, all three of those teams you could make the case could be top ten at a minimum, if not maybe all top five, depending on how the season plays out. And, that, and that's not to mention you know the rest of their schedule, which won't be easy either. So, um, you know, having him gives you a huge shot at doing that. Their offensive line, it's a bunch of future NFL players. So uh, they're going to be able to run the football. Audrick Estime is one of the best running backs uh, in the country. He's already solidified himself as that. It just really comes down to who's going to step up on the outside. Uh, a young man by the name of Tobias Merriweather. Keep an, keep an eye out for him, big number five. He's going to be a big-time playmaker, I think. And defensively, it's just continuing to kind of build on you know, what Mark has started as the defensive coordinator now as a head coach, um, and then Al Golden calling the defense there as the D.C. They've done a tremendous job of really being that stable piece. Uh, but now we've got to have some, some stars emerge. Isaiah Foskey had drafted the Saints. He's no longer there. Uh, Kyle Hamilton was a couple years ago. We've seen his impact with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we've got to have some of those leaders step up and emerge, and that's going to be the biggest thing. So uh, there's always high aspirations when you're playing for Notre Dame, right? Like you go to these media days, and you're like, Man, I don't even know what these things were like because we didn't have, have him as a player. Right. You talk to players and coaches, their goal is to win the conference. At Notre Dame, you're just trying to get in that playoff and trying to win a national championship. Yeah, you're going to find out a lot about uh, Notre Dame, as you mentioned earlier on, Ohio State on September 23rd. They did play them close last year. A lot of people don't remember that. Uh, USC on October 14th. Of course, USC high expectations this year. Probably going to be a top, should be a top five preseason pick. Caleb Williams coming back. Have they added enough defensively, in your opinion, though, to take that next step and get into the college football playoffs? For Southern Cal, can I you mean, say it? I mean, I know it's I know it's USC. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you actually yeah, say no, something like, nice about like USC? <laughs> I like I like saying Southern Cal because it really upsets the uh, the Trojan fan base for some reason. I'm not sure why. I mean, that's, that's the name of your school, but they get really upset by it. And I always try to explain them. I'm like, you know, USC on the East Coast is South Carolina, right? Like that's that's how people refer to them as. So, um, no, Spicy. I, look, I think. I think Caleb Williams gives you always a legitimate shot at winning a national championship because he's the best quarterback in college football. Um, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He'll be the number one draft pick in next year's draft. To me, he's one of the most unique talents I've ever seen at the position. Uh, and so even despite their defense, which people tend to forget, you know, that defense actually helped bail them out in some games early last year. Mm-hmm. They had a ridiculous turnover differential, and then they didn't have much depth. And I think as they got worn down as the season wore on, that's where you saw – uh, some of the issues defensively that they were having. But they added seven transfers on defense alone. They've really tried to shore up the front seven, not only to stop the run, but I think to add some pressure too. So they feel much better about it. You know, Do they have the depth they'd like to have? They're probably another year away from that. Uh, but I think defensively they, they will be improved. I, I think the only thing you have to ask yourself is, you know, are they going to be able to generate as many turnovers as they did last mm-hmm. year? Yeah. That was kind of an anomaly. And they, they played to their benefit. So – as, as much as we're like, hey, they're they're a, you know an improved defense away from playing in the college football playoffs for a national championship. There's also a side of me that's like, well, a lot of those turnovers that they got and some of the points early, some of that's not going to be there for them this year, just because it's hard to do that. I think they were like plus 22 in the turnover yeah, yep. differential. They so, were very opportunistic, you know, very opportunistic yeah, last year. And, and so I kind of look at it and just say they're definitely going to be in the hunt. But I don't know that the Pac-12 has been this strong top to bottom mm. in the past five years. Like, okay. I don't care what team you're talking about. Even, like, Arizona. Jed Fish has done an unbelievable job building up that program. Jaden Delorias can sling that football around. They'll put pressure on surprise people. You can go up to Washington State and Cam Ward. That kid's a stud. Yep. You know, they have as good of competition as anyone. So I think, can they, can they get over the hump of Utah, who beat him twice? Mm. Cam Rise is like my favorite quarterback in college football that – no one talks about enough. He's going to have a legit NFL future, too. Uh, coming off a, a torn ACL, but he should be ready for the season when it starts. And you know how good you know, um, you know, Kyle Whittingham is. So it, it's just it's a tough conference, I think, to survive through. I think they, they could be beating themselves up uh, when it's all said and done. 
Yeah, and they got Washington, Oregon up there. Oregon State's going to have another good team up there as well. Talking to Brady Quinn, uh, Fox College Football Analyst right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, speaking of USC, Notre Dame, high expectations coming into this year once again. Notre Dame had high expectations last year, faltered. Texas A&M, high expectations, top 10 in the preseason, faltered. Is there a team that you're looking at right now that may be in the top 10 that may be a little bit overhyped that you might see falling? And then on the back end of that, give me this year's TCU. Oh, man. it's uh, Well, first off, I, I really don't pay too much attention to preseason rankings because I, I think it's always a bit odd. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and you look at the impact that preseason rankings sometimes can have, especially early on, because mm-hmm. it's all the AP, and it influences, I think, to a degree, the college football playoff committee. And it's a bit unfair because you get four or five games in the season, you see what some of these teams are, and you're like, dude, that, that literally wasn't a ranked win or shouldn't be factored in that way. So I agree. Um, I, I, I think, I'll put it this way, I, I think the team that there's the most optimism about that really needs to take a big next step is Texas. It's their last year in the Big 12. Uh, I, I think Steve Sarkeesian has done a tremendous job with the offense, however, defensively. And last year they, they showed some improvement there once they brought along, you know, Gary Patterson to be a part of that group. But, um, you know, they, they kind of started then to fall off offensively the second half of last year, especially for some of the games that Quinn Ewers was, wasn't there for. Um, that, that's the team that I think I'm looking at and most curious about. You know, yeah. can they be – the Big 12 thinks they're going to win the Big 12 this year. They think they could be in, in college football playoff contention – um, they've got to replace B. John Robinson, but they do have a deep backfield. They've, they've recruited well. They have a ton of speed and talent on the outside, a wide receiver, maybe the best tight end in the Big 12. And Ewers could be that other name we're talking about when it's all said and done with Caleb Williams, with Drake May out of North Carolina quarterback for being that, that you know top 10 pick because he's got the ability. And I think he's matured a lot. I think he's taking, you know, the, the, has taken the offseason uh, very different than how he did in the past. So, uh Texas is the team that I think I'm just, I guess I'll put it this way, I'm most curious about. I think, you know, that could be a team that either takes off and dominates and wins the Big 12, is in the playoff, or it could be one where, you know, it, it, it doesn't work out quite as well. And who knows, you know, what we're, how we're talking about Texas after, at the end of the season. Um, and as far as like a surprise team that I don't know, I don't think people are talking about enough um, for national consideration. I don't know if this is a sleeper as much, but like Penn State yeah. is, is like the third favorite to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I think this team could break out and be a playoff team. Wow. Like Drew, Drew Aller reminds me, their quarterback reminds me of Big Ben. He's gigantic, Mike, and wow. he can move. He's got a howitzer for an arm. He's polished. They've got two backs in the backfield that are studs in Catron Allen and Nick Singleton. Uh, their left tackle might be the best left tackle, Olu Fashanu, in, in, in college football. Chop Robinson's like their next great edge rusher. Abdul Carter looks like a young LeVar Arrington. Kalen King's a stud in their secondary. Like, they're loaded. Wow. And some would say if not now, then when. But that's one of those teams that I think, I don't know that people look at them on the national stage as like being a part of it. That's another team that if things go well this year, they could be the Big Ten champ. They could be playing for a national championship. Well, they got to get over two big humps, of course, Ohio State and Michigan, just like they uh, they lost to them last year as well. So we'll see if Penn State uh, can get that job done. Brady, before we let you go, man, I know you got a great foundation. You're just an all-around great guy. Tell us about it, man. Yeah, the Third and Goal Foundation, uh, it's, it's been up and running for about 13 years now. We, we help wounded veterans. Uh, we remodel mm. homes, make them handicap accessible for wounded vets. We put on educational platforms to help them start, continue, or finish their education. Lastly, we just provide uh, help for military families in need. So uh, 3ng.com is the website. Um, you can kind of find out more about different events and ways you can help. But uh, always appreciative of our veterans, appreciative of you, Mike. I know you have served. My father served. So thank you. Uh, thank you out there to all the veterans that have served to protect this country. Love you, brother, man. Thank you so much, man. Best of luck this season. I know I'll be seeing you around. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Love you, Mike. See you, brother. All right. Brady Quinn joined us here on the uh, Rich Eisen Show on Roku and, of course, on Sirius XM. Hey, great guy, man. I'm telling you, man, that crew, I know College Game Day does their thing for ESPN. I, I, maybe I'm being a homer. Maybe I'm being a company man, but um, that well, Fox pays my money. <laughs> That's how I pay my mortgage. <laughs> but, no, like I, I enjoy working over there, man. Great people, man. That's one thing I can say about them. And I, it was a great experience just being on the road. And uh, doing that Michigan-Ohio State game last year, being on the road, um, being a part of uh, the Big Noon kickoff crew, um, 
top five memorable moment of maybe my life because I grew up in Alabama. So I, I know about the Alabama Auburn rivalry and I know how crazy and intense that can mm-hmm. be. I've seen twin brothers fight in the back of my Chrysler, my uh-huh. mom's Chrysler. I mean, like <laughs> throw blows over Alabama Auburn because one was an Alabama fan, one was an Auburn fan. I'm talking about I draw blood in wow. the back seat of my wow. car. And you know how hard you got to be throwing, like in in close proximity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they got into a fight over Alabama Auburn. That's how intense that. But nothing compares to Ohio State and Michigan when it comes to college football in that atmosphere. The entire campus on Ohio State. When I went there, they play Michigan. They cross out every M. Yeah, it's crazy on campus. Mm-hmm. I had to call myself Ike Hill. <laughs> Sup, Ike? I, I had to be Ike. I couldn't be Mike that year. I, there was no M's allowed. You talking about? We talking about Bloods and the Crips? You know? yeah. <laughs> that was Bloods and the Crips. I'm telling you, it was in college football right there, man. It was amazing. It was crazy. Mike, they even yeah. tweet like that. They put an X over the yeah, that's, everything. That's everything, man. I, I love college football. I, I love college football. It is just a, the, there is nothing better than the pageantry and the rivalries and the intensity of college football and like the unlike the NFL which I love the NFL don't get me wrong but every week matters mm-hmm. in college football cuz one loss like you said even at the beginning of the season a preseason loss uh, I mean not a preseason loss but if you could be a top 5 preseason favorite mm-hmm. or a team and nobody knows how really good you are because of recruitment, because of the NIL, because of all the transfer portals and the coaching changes and all that type every year so you, you know Alabama's going to contend. Always. You know Clemson's going to be right there somewhere around. You know, right now it's Georgia's world. Georgia's man. world. You know yeah. Georgia's going to be that that team. But everything else, Ohio, Michigan's going to be pretty good. Ohio State's going to be good. So you know those teams are going to be. But everybody else, man, hey, flying around, it could be anybody's year. Penn, Penn State. I love it. Penn State. That's why I have so many college teams, man. I want to make sure that uh, yeah. one of those teams is their year and I'm cheering for them. But, but, but Penn State is your top <laughs> Penn State is your top college team, yeah, right? No doubt. I mean, look, I, yeah. I, I, I like what they're doing over there. Once again, they got to get over that hump of Michigan and Ohio State, and that's been tough for any team, yeah. uh, but especially Penn State uh, in their own division. Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen. Uh, what's coming up next? What we got coming up next? Um, some phone calls? Some phone calls. You want to give us a call? 844-204-RICH. We got the craziest NFL predictions going into this NFL season. That's coming up. Whenever they uh, have a shot of a head coach. The cutaway. The cutaway. Mm-hmm. We like to guess mm-hmm. what that individual is like as a stepfather. <laughs> Brockman, who's up first? Who do we have up first here? First up, Alabama head coach, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Saban. What is he, what would, taking a look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban is the kind of stepfather that regardless of how uh, different he may seem to you, Mm -hmm. in every single Christmas card photo, his hair has been the exact same (laughs) since the, since he married your mother. He's also the kind of stepfather that wears uh, uh, dress pants and then a, you know, a, a white tank top undershirt <laughs> all the time unless he leaves the house and then he puts on the dress shirt. Former 49er head coach, current Michigan head coach, um, Jim uh, Harbaugh. Be gentle here. You be having a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. You think it's going really great. Mm-hmm. And then he just all of a sudden gets a look on his face and he goes, what was that? <laughs> and your heart just goes into your throat and you think you've, you, you've said something horribly wrong. And you instantly start thinking about all the things that you could possibly yeah. be getting in trouble sure. for. Do we have Tom Sula? Do we yeah, have we Tom? have a bonus line. Yeah, you got Tom Sula? You I've, got, your oh, this, yeah, I've got this one. What your current Niner head coach? He is the kind of guy that we will be having a conversation with you, and he'll never be looking at you. And uh, he'll be going, how was your day? You got a good day? And you start telling him how your day was. And then he'll always go, hey, honey, what's for dinner? <laughs> No matter what you're talking about, so you me, be can be bearing your try? soul. Can we try? Yeah, you'd be bearing your soul. Yeah. So yeah. hold on a minute. So um, I'll be I'll be your stepson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 Richie, how, how was the day? That was great, uh, Dad. Let me tell you about what was going on. Hey, in- honey, have you seen the clicker? <laughs> Where's the clicker? <laughs> Hey, 
Back on the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen today on this fun Friday. Freestyle Friday, fellas. Yes, sir. Big plans this weekend. Anybody got big plans? Anything going on? My buddy's 40th tomorrow. We're going out down in Huntington. Playing a little golf in the afternoon. So if you see me out down there. I'll buy you a beer. Let's go. <laughs> he will. You Chris heard him. Okay. Before. All right. All right. I like that. Uh, golf in the afternoon. What happens at night? I ain't no telling. Nah, it's not up to me. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is 40. What, what do you do for your friend's 40th birthday? What do you do? You get outrageous. Do you do something crazy? Like, you know, because you're at that age right now where you, you're, you're still kind of young. Yeah. But if you party too hard, you're going to hurt the next day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you go out because it's special, though. 40 is Yeah, 40 is kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know, you're, you're kind of no longer a kid, so to speak, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting married soon. He's got a young daughter. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of. It's part of our crew, too. We, we don't all get together that often. We're uh-huh. a bunch of Syracuse guys. So. And some of his uh, family's coming up from San Diego, so we're just going to kind of... Oh, you ain't going to have fun. Y'all going to play golf and go home, bro. <laughs> Look, he, he, he said a couple of things. He said he, he said he's getting married soon. Getting married soon. He, he's still trying to get married. <laughs> so he's still in love. You know what I mean? That's the good thing about it, right? <laughs> Mike, you're coming from a different place, though, on the old marriage uh, train. Yeah. <laughs> you get strong, man. You've been beat down Look, by love. I'm still in therapy. We can talk. I'm still in therapy, man. I'm still healing. Help yeah. me. Help me. <laughs> 20 years later, I'm still healing. No, no right? And then you said the family's coming up. So yeah, it's like, some yeah. of his brothers and cousins are coming up from San Diego. And, okay. and it's a part of our crew, L.A. crew. We're kind of meeting in the middle. That, that'll work, man. Well, good. What we'll, we'll, we'll course you plan tomorrow? Strawberry Farms. Strawberry Farms. Okay. All right. Mind, so. Good luck tomorrow. Hey, uh, continue to give us a call right here on Rich Eisen's show, 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. We want your outrageous NFL takes going to this NFL season. We got a call? We got a caller? Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Terzo, our buddy. All rise. Terzo. All rise. All rise. Let's go. What? What's up, guys? Hey, Mike, you're killing it today. You guys got a lot of energy and a lot of fire in the studio today. It's been fun listening to you. Appreciate you, my brother. What's your outrageous NFL take going into this season? Hi, man. Man, this is always kind of one that I, I go back and forth with because the NFL season is always just outrageous itself. But there's always constants that go in. You know Mahomes is always going to be there. You know those teams that are good are going to be there. Now, I think my probably most outrageous thing is if a another uh, position outside of a quarterback actually wins the MVP. Ooh. That might be the most outrageous thing. Ooh, okay. I like it. I uh, you know, Let's see, because, uh, you know, obviously Mahomes is going to be the favorite going in. Uh, Burrow is going to be one of the top guys there. All the quarterbacks, sent, you know, yeah, that's crazy. That's a great one there, Terzo. Because um, I was thinking uh, that was actually going to be my take, and I'm going to give it mine later on, even though I, I've set my crazy take. That's uh, more outrageous that Minnesota is going to win the NFC this year and that Kirk Cousins is going to finish in the top three uh, in the MVP race. But Saquon Barkley. You know, you, I'm a Giants fan. I think Saquon comes in. He signed that contract, you know, $11 million for this season. Incentives, that gives him incentive to play well once again, to stay healthy, to do his thing. They're going to feed him the football, expect big things out of the Giants this year as well in that offense in year two on the day ball. So I thought Saquon Barkley could be the MVP of the National Football League this year. What do you, what do you guys think about well, that? Well, actually, that was going to well, be thought. my take. <laughs> no, <what's going> <laughs> I was going to do non-QB MVP this year. Okay. I was thinking about it, but Terzo, you, you know, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. But, uh, you hey, know, it's always possible. Brockman, I'm sorry, buddy, but, you know, that's kind of the hard part of kind of thinking of it because Cooper Cup had that outrageous season two years ago, probably very well could have been the MVP, and he didn't even didn't even get looked at. So, I'm just curious about what it takes for that for that non quarterback position to do it. You know, break uh, break the single season rushing record with twenty some touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, Rodgers, Jack. When was the last time a non NFL quarterback? Not, not I think non- it was Adrian Peterson. Adrian, I think Adrian Peterson. Okay, I think that wow. was his two thousand yard year. But when Derrick Henry rushed for two thousand yards, he did not win MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not kind of the uh, lock, you know, that it used to be. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think there has to be a quarterback that doesn't have that outstanding year. 
If the quarterback has that outstanding year, yeah, then he's all, he you know, no matter yeah. what other people do, no matter what other positions do. Like the year 2007 with Tom Brady, Randy Moss. Yeah. Right? Something <laughs> Randy, we've never seen before. Really. Nothing you ever saw. Randy yeah. or Randy Moss with any other quarterback would be an MVP. You know, yeah. Tom Brady just happened to be his quarterback. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know what I mean? That was that was that was incredible. That's a great call, though, Terzo, man. Looking forward to that, man. Uh, more outrageous taste. Continue to call us 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. Terzo's a, the, a lawyer. Terzo's a lawyer. He's one yeah. of our one of our frequents, and so I, we have a, a cool little graphic. I love that, it. man. Hey, yeah. can I hold on to that? Because I am actually fighting a ticket. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Terzo, get Terzo, you my man, bro. We, he, we family now. I'm on the Rich Eisen show. He's I'm, in, I'm he's in Iowa. Though I don't know if yeah, he, I mean, I'm sure he'll know the laws and he can help direct you. Hey, in the right he spot. knows somebody that can skirt something. You know, you what meet I mean? him at the bar. <laughs> he'll take care of you. Yeah, meet what? You meet him at the bar. That's he where he's calling from. from. A bar. He, was, he calls in from a bar. He from a bar. When he's Carl's. Yeah. Shout out to Carl's. Carl's in Des Moines. Okay. What time is it in Des Moines? Uh, ten, noon, maybe? Noon? Almost. Mm, almost. <laughs> is it like two hours ahead or one hour ahead? Well, it's five o'clock somewhere. And, so yeah, it's, it's, like Mike said, it's five o'clock somewhere. Hey, man, you know what? If you're if you, if you a lawyer, you had to deal with some of these ahead. criminals out here, man, you drink too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think there are certain jobs that you need to be able to drink on the job. I'm just saying. I really feel that way. Uh, Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk about the comments from Sean Payton coming up in the next hour. Stick around for that. All right, now now I'm scrambling to find a new uh, bold prediction here. Progman. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, oh. you, we, we're going to do that uh, coming up in the last hour of the show. We'll give our bold predictions. You got yours already, CJ? You already kind of got it in mind? I got mine in, unless, you know, Jeff from Detroit calls and takes <laughs> 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 So, So we, we got to do a better job of screening the callers now. Here's a, hey, uh, well, the thing is, he was going to talk Otani, and then uh, you hit him up with the bold prediction, and he uh, he Oh, he was going to talk Otani? Okay. He all right. See, I got to know these things. I thought, <laughs> talk, I thought was, I thought he was gonna call. He could have talked about Otani. Call, call back Terzo because I need to ask you some questions about my ticket. So <laughs> you know, I got to make it about me sometimes. Otani. Uh, so Otani is gonna, gonna, you know, he's gonna win the MVP this year. But what's that mean for my ticket? That's that's all I need to know. Um, college football season coming up. NFL yep. season. This is that year, that time of the year, man, yes, where we're kind of like excited. But really, there's still nothing that's going to WNBA. No, no disrespect, love WNBA. Yeah, WNBA, baseball, golf. Baseball. So we're kind of Look. in that weird couple of weeks until preseason starts. Hard knocks in two weeks. And we, got, then, we got Messi, who's at least putting yeah, some more eyes Messi's on, on football here man. in America. I, I, what was the more likely to happen last? You asked me that question. I said more. Messi goals or uh, uh, Tyreek touchdowns. Well, he, Messi's already got Messi's three. Already right? got three goals. <laughs> wow, already yeah. got three. I yeah. mean, look, he's he's doing his thing already, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, bruh, I'm gonna tell you why Sean Payton, what he did yesterday, why it's going to propel the Denver Broncos into the playoffs this coming season. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show. Stick around. <laughs> 